0: You can listen to The Professional Left wherever you get your podcasts, on Netroots Radio, or at our website, proleftpod.com, where you can also contribute to this podcast. There's a PayPal button at our website, or you can mail us a letter and or contribution at P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791.
1: This is the podcast for May 27th, 2022. It's not safe for work.
0: Recorded live from the Cornfield Resistance, where we're still trying to live by the motto, Ad Astra Per Aspera, to the stars through hardships, it's The Professional Left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. Hey, Blue Gal. Hello,
1: everyone.
0: Hey, I discovered the missing sentence from the previous paragraph.
1: Uh-huh.
0: We learned once again that deplorables really do cling to their guns and twisted perversions of Christianity. Yes, they do. They really do. And I'm going
1: to politicize the hell out of this.
0: Just for the record, because
1: it's a political decision that Greg Abbott made.
0: Yes, it's so a political let decision. Everybody
1: have guns.
0: It's a political decision to vote Republican. It's a political mm-hmm. decision to let everybody have as many guns as they want, regardless of how crazy they are. And it's a political decision to stand by that, no matter how many, how high the body count, mm-hmm. and how how easily it, much of it could be reversed. There's no fix to everything, but much of it could be mitigated. We could mitigate it. We just don't want to. And by we, I mean the Republican Party. They're just right. – They've decided that that schoolyards is the hill that children should die
1: on. Because and, they're lining their pockets.
0: Because that's them. That's who they are. And because a lot of them are just out of their fucking minds. But a lot mm-hmm. of them think the, the liberal cabal is coming for them and they need to hunker down in their, in their caves with a million guns and a year's supply of you know MREs. And and if the liberals won't come to them, they'll come to the liberals, mm-hmm. and that means that we all suffer for it. We don't need to, but this is what we're left with.
1: The death of fourth graders at at this point this week was no longer shocking. No, and I think that's the thing that led so many people to jump immediately to fury. Yes, yes, um, I, and I'm... I think there are many Republican lawmakers so-called uh politicians out there who are rather surprised at how fucking angry the public is about this and and the extent to which the thing that should not have surprised me but did somewhat um the extent to which sports coaches and sports teams have taken a side about this uh-huh because Dead fourth graders, dead 10-year-olds should be a both-sides bipartisan situation.
0: Right. And the fact
1: that it's not, um, I was interested, there was one commentator, and I don't know any of these guys' names. I don't know what network they talk on, what, what their show is. I've just heard rants from sports commentators. And one of them, the people that follow that sort of thing will know who I'm talking about, kept saying... I vote both sides of the aisle. I'm straight down the middle. I vote for Republicans and Democrats. But this is a Republican problem. And and then he went off on, you know, the NRA and having an NRA convention in Texas this week. Steve?
0: You mean Steve Kerr?
1: No, Steve Kerr is the coach right. of the uh, Los Angeles team, I believe, basketball team. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in, I learned this morning, basketball playoffs. This is how little I know about any of this. Uh-huh. Um, the Miami Heat last night uh, had at the beginning of their, I guess it's game five of the playoffs, uh, a moment of silence for the victims of the Ovaldi sh- shooting, and then said, here is the phone number of the switchboard of the U.S. Senate. You should be calling your senators. Please call your senators and ask for common sense gun control. Okay. And make your voice heard by voting in November.
0: That's all we got Boy, left. Boy,
1: did Marco Rubio have something to say about that. That was mm-hmm. very upsetting to him. Sure,
0: it was. <laughs> well, and just uh, in that same vein, uh, on a much smaller scale, our, our friend Athena mm-hmm. uh, posted the uh, publicly known. Uh, name and contact information for the catering service and the convention center
2: mm-hmm.
0: that are hosting the uh, NRA convention mm-hmm. in Texas, and mm-hmm. said, call them up and have them break the contract. Be polite. You know, don't mm-hmm. scream at them, but say you are catering to murderers,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and and it, that's blood money. You're taking blood money. I, mm-hmm. Do you want mm-hmm. that on your conscience? Because mm-hmm. we will remember. We will remember that it was you who set the table, literally set the table for murderers mm-hmm. in Texas after. Your Texas governor allowed so many guns with so little care to flow through the state that any psycho can get a hold of them and murder children. Mm-hmm. That's your legacy. Do you, are you sure you want to host that convention? Are you absolutely sure? Because I know for one thing, there are no guns going to be allowed at that convention.
1: That's right. That's because right. Because freedom. Well, and I'm concerned that if the convention center cancels on them, they're do- that's doing them a big favor they should have to cancel the convention themselves out of shame and they well, won't.
0: They don't have that part of their, they don't have fold. that part. They don't have shame. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I, you know, I am uh, last night, late at night, I tweeted a thing and I, I think probably now is the appropriate time to add it to our conversation, which is mm-hmm. to misquote a Sherlock Holmes, famous Sherlock Holmes saying, once you've eliminated every civilized option for getting Republicans to stop acting like monsters, to stop being monsters, that includes being civil, shaming them, compromising mm-hmm. with them, begging mm-hmm. to find a middle ground, exposing hypocrisy, catching them lying a thousand times. Once you've eliminated all of those alternatives, the only alternative left, no matter how ruthless, is the only way forward. Mm-hmm. Republicans have mm-hmm. left us no alternative but to say, your party has to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Your party, mm-hmm. your hold on this country, not some revised reforms, political center right party coming out of the ashes, no, your whole party is just fundamentally evil, and the thing that really this reminds me of, and I didn't live through it, but uh, my mother's husband did, was the London Blitz, mm. um, and it it became the background of daily life in England from about 1940 till mid or late 1941,
1: and and death as well, and death pe- constant. People death, people constant. really do you know in we see it in movies we see. The Blitz and people hiding in subway stations and Mm -hmm. all of it washes over the fact of how many people died in the Blitz. Yep. People died every day. Yep. Their houses were bombed. Their houses collapsed. Explosions killed people.
0: Yeah. The Um, the Lord of the Flies movie is about mm -hmm. kids being evacuated from England. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, during the Blitz to Mm -hmm. to the safety. My my mother's husband was evacuated to Wales Mm -hmm. for his safety. Mm -hmm. I believe his mother lost two houses during the Blitz. Um, And the thing is, you know, keep calm and carry on was the attitude. But the attitude was, we know who the enemy is. Mm -hmm. We know where they are. We know why they're doing this. And we know what it'll take to stop them. And we're going to work as hard as possible to, to, Track them down and destroy them.
2: Mm-hmm. That's the way mm-hmm. we're
0: out of this problem. That's the way the bombing stops. The bombing stops once the fascists are destroyed. Mm-hmm. In this country, we know who the allies of America's mass murderers are. And we know why they enable mass murder. And we know who they are. And we know exactly what it'll take to stop them. And it, in, in the Blitz, they never took it for granted well, this is just going to go on forever.
2: Mm-hmm. We just have to no, live with this they forever.
0: Didn't. This is yep. just a fact of life in in England now. We're just going to have to deal with it. No, mm-hmm. they knew either Germany will bomb us to death, and we're going to fight back with every ounce of energy we have, and they'll conquer us. Which in which case, you know, our our ships abroad, the the empire abroad, will continue the fight. That's what Churchill promised. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if if they take over England, we're going to continue killing fascists until mm-hmm. all the fascists are dead or until right. we destroy their armies. And they didn't accept this as a fact of life. They they but they knew what they had to do to end it. We know what we have to do to mitigate this problem substantially. And that is to destroy the Republican Party. And you do that by voting, by getting your ass out of bed and voting. And you do that also by tracking down every motherfucker who who tries to both sides any issue like this mm-hmm. and shaming them, calling them out in public. I don't care if they block you. I don't care if they yell at you. I don't care if they don't pay any attention to you. The, the Rachel Biddecoffer, you mm-hmm. know her, don't you? I do. She, she asked people to do a simple thing on Twitter. Every time someone blames Congress, step in and say, no, it's Republicans in Congress. Mm-hmm. It's not Congress. They're 48, 47 decent human beings, 46 plus a couple of independents who will, who will go along with a whole bunch of reasonable measures. This is entirely the, – the bodies belong on the Republic, at the Republicans' feet. This is their doing. They want it this way. They're, they're doing everything they can to keep it this way. And we need to convince ourselves. This is, you know, ad astra aspera. Mm-hmm. We need to convince ourselves that, that through this hardship, we will eventually prevail. It might take a long time. There's going to be a whole lot more ugliness along the way. But we know who the enemy is. The problem is the enemy is next door. Mm-hmm. The enemy is down the street. The enemy owns a hardware store in the town where you live. The enemy is the guy that, at the gas station who march who are nice people, cheerful, good Germans, but who march into the polls every fucking two years and elect lunatics and and racists and mm-hmm. gun nuts to govern them. Mm-hmm. And there's no mm-hmm. there's no way to reach them. There's no mm-hmm. th- 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 this very day. There was a um, uh, Democrats brought to the floor a bill and Republicans blocked it. And it's like how many more times do you have to put these fuckers on the record Mm -hmm. to get it through your head that they don't care about being on the record. They're proud of this. They wallow in the blood of people. This is what they worship. So reasoning with them and shaming them and and pointing out to them, look, you voted against this 172 times. Maybe the 173rd time we will fix it is is never going to work. Purge the enemies in your midst. That means getting rid of Joe Manchin, overpowering him with more senators that he can't say no to so we can get rid of the fucking filibuster.
1: I'll be I'll be interested just as an as an intellectual an exercise when it comes down to where okay there's 52 without Joe Manchin right whether Joe Manchin goes ahead and votes with the Democrats or changes to becomes a Republican I'll be really interested to see what he does
0: I think just as an
1: intellectual exercise
0: I know where my money is (laughs) but let's get to the 52 and then we'll have that bet
1: yeah right
0: Um, right now I'd like to clear the decks for someone I know and love named the Bible bitch.
1: Yes. And I'm not going to go today and try to find the uh, sound card for Bible bitch. I'm just going to (sighs) say Bible bitch. That's That's not not scriptural. scriptural. (laughs) Bible bitch. That's not scriptural. Bible bitch. That's not scriptural. Well, Uh just because so many of these fuckers, pardon my language, but don't, uh, tried to quote the Bible. This week or tried to yeah. quote their favorite parable or tried to say, oh, you know, Cain and Abel, we have to blame Cain and Abel for all of this. Mm-hmm. Don't blame the NRA. Don't blame no. the Republican Party. Blame Cain and Abel.
0: It's a fallen world, honey. It's a fallen oh, world. It's a fallen world. We're all yeah. sinners. And, and i you're just...
1: not responsible. Even though you're a millionaire senator, you're not responsible. Okay. Now, I,
0: let, let me make sure I understand this. These are the same people. The same denomination of Christianity, the same mm-hmm. twisted perversion of Christianity that are constantly blaming liberals for everything in the world.
1: That well, are, that, and, and the irony of we're going to legislate abortion. Right. The hell out of it. Right. To prevent the social evil of abortion. Mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna to sign a law in Oklahoma that declares that life begins at conception. Mm -hmm. And our religion stands. That's over everyone else's. And yet, then when it comes to guns, because their pockets are lined with blood money, well, you can't really pass a law. That law won't work. People won't obey that law.
0: You can't let it. I love it when attorneys general say, laws don't work. Laws don't work. And you should quit and go raise goats somewhere. Because if you're an attorney general, then enforcing the law is kind of your entire that's job that's your
1: entire job except mm-hmm. in the in the case of Ken Paxton he's breaking the law all the time because he's a corrupt mofo
0: and and we know why this we know why this is because mm-hmm. you're saved if you're a member of the cult it doesn't matter what you do and, everything and else your is,
1: inconsistencies are just fine yeah. with G- oh, fine. with your white jesus yes
0: so so Jerry Falwell and Pat Robertson can blame liberals and the ACLU mm-hmm. and lesbians for 9/11 right. Without right. batting a fucking eye. First right. reflex, blame the liberals. They're monsters. They're the, they're the sons of Satan. But you catch them doing some shit. It's, well, you know, I'm not perfect. Yes, I'm, right. I'm just forgiven. I'm just, I'm for
1: just, I'm just yes.
0: forgiven. I'm just forgiven. A million times I've forgiven. Because I, I I sit in the right pew in the right church. And my the, the guy with the big hair who takes my money every Sunday tells me that I'm special and saved and better than everyone else. Even though I shouldn't judge everyone else, I fucking well do because my entire religion is based on saying I am better than you. Speaking of which, yeah. blue gal...
1: So all of this this week uh all of that having the bible quoted to me so many times um really got under my skin. Um and then uh the the big story if there hadn't been this this horrible shooting this week. The big story in my mind is this uh Baptist Church sex scandal. Yes. Where wow. uh, you might remember Pastor Ronnie Floyd of the Southern Baptist Convention. He prayed with Trump in the Oval Office. It turns out the same Ronnie Floyd, same guy, was in charge of leading the cover-up of an inv- independent investigation into hundreds of cases of sexual abuse by pastors in the Southern Baptist Convention.
0: Go- going back decades. Decades. Mm-hmm. Everybody and, knew it. Everybody knew it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah. And... Um, that leads me to a born-again pastor who I don't know whether he's a Baptist or not. He's uh, in, an in, in an Indiana New Life Christian church, so I assume that's not Baptist. Um, but Pastor John Lowe II went before his congregation saying he was resigning from the ministry. He's 65, so, you know, great timing there. Sure. Um, I, I have committed a grave sin. I committed adultery 20 years ago. I'm asking for your forgiveness.
0: Um, I'm asking for forgiveness and my pension.
1: (laughs) And my social security. Yes, exactly. I like like
0: my my ample church pension and your forgiveness. Please forgive me.
1: Yes. And initially, um, the congregation gave him a standing ovation for confessing, called for privacy and healing. He said he was stepping down from the ministry. He set the microphone down. I'm reading from NPR. And then a woman and her husband approached the stage and picked the mic back up. Roll, roll. <laughs> the woman told her own story huh? of a teenager whom this pastor repeatedly sexually victimized and of a sexual relationship that extended into her 20s. Uh-huh. I have lived in a prison of lies and shame for 27 years. I was just 16 when you took my virginity on your office floor the woman told Pastor Lowe, who stood at the front of the pews. You are not the victim here, she said, saying he had not admitted the full truth of what he had done. You did things to my teenage body that had never and should never have been done. For years, the woman said she had wanted to speak up about the issue, but uh, but people were either too afraid or wanted to cover up the incident. This church has been built on lies. The lies need to stop. And her husband as well. Uh, took the microphone and said, "You can't talk to my talk about my wife. Uh, you did this to her." Um, and all of a sudden, it's it's a little bit of a different issue than just I committed adultery and I'm sorry and please forgive me.
0: Yeah, you, when the abuse when the abuser is allowed to frame the issue in the way yeah. that is most favorable to the abuser, exactly. which is what you know a lot of churches allow, a lot of churches yep, encourage.
1: Absolutely, the white uh-huh. male is in charge of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, and this is all happening this week. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, pimples popping all over the place. Uh, just um,
0: as, as an addendum to that story, yeah. just a, a, literally yeah. an addendum to that story. You know, remember David French? Yes. Uh, big, big, uh, big Southern Baptist guy, big, big evangelical guy, writes about religion, is always sorry about everything. This is the clown that that uh, Bill Kristol was going to promote as the third party candidate to defeat Trump because was voting for Hillary was just too icky. So we're going to run David French, who was some guy who wrote for the Weekly Standard and big religion writer. And I listened to him this week and he said- And this is almost a direct quote. It's a slam at atheists, mind you. But no atheist has ever done more damage to the church than the Southern Baptist Convention
2: Mm. has done. Mm -hmm.
0: And, Mm -hmm. you know, this because they believe they are fucking saved and they believe that is a magic get out of jail free card for every perversity. And the degree of shock everyone is experiencing, which is righteous and right and true. But. Think about it. Didn't you have an inkling that these people were fucked up for like 30 years, ever since they started lying about us, ever since they started treating us like trash, ever since people like Newt Gingrich said, you know, murdering your child is just a liberal value. That's why you need to vote Republican and then rewarded. Didn't you get the feeling that maybe these were all sick fuckers in one big, sick fucking boat? And so the degree of surprise that this church turned out to be a bunch of molesters and cover up. And and uh, scam artists is is not is, is just as shocking as discovering the Republican Party is full of Republicans. Like oh holy shit they were they were really they were rotten meat all along, and that stink you could smell that was always being covered up by piety and always being covered up by the liberals are gonna are gonna tell you that this church is but they're lying devils. All of that stink that all turned out to be true. All of it turned out to be true. So I apologize for interrupting.
1: No that's all right. Um- In California, uh, they have had what they called a look-back period, which ends in December, December 31st of this year, Mm -hmm. uh, a three-year period from 2020 to 2022 that permitted complaints regarding sexual abuse claims that exceeded the statute of limitations, a three-year period in which you could ignore the statute of limitations and come forward. And now the Catholic Church of all the places, the Catholic Church, is seeking... Uh, help from the Supreme Court, the, you know, six to three Supreme Court. Please uh-huh. don't let this happen. We are facing potentially ruinous liability. Yeah, we sure are. of the California look back window. Mm-hmm. Review is critical now before the Catholic Church in the largest state of the union is forced to litigate hundreds or thousands of cases seeking potentially billions of dollars in retroactive punitive damages. It well, wouldn't surprise me at all if SCOTUS... Six to 3 lets the Catholic church and their history of abusing children no. off the hook.
0: It wouldn't surprise me either, uh, especially yeah. given the pathological, you know, the, the, the Christopathic um, bent of most mm-hmm. of the court, mm-hmm. um, given the very heavy Catholic influence on the court. Right. Um, given their, they love giant corporations and far right religions and the Catholic church is both mm-hmm. or has been both in the past. And, um, you know, that's that's their thing. I mean, John Roberts will say, look, you know, corpor- corporations have more rights than you do, so shut up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this is, this again, this is just an, a horrible period of history we're living through. Yeah. And I don't expect relief, but it is kind of darkly hilarious that the people who said it's none of your business, keep it out of the courts, this is none of the court's business, the church will solve this internally, and kept people from... Making complaints to law enforcement for right. decades. Right. Are now on bended knee begging that same secular court to protect them Just from their own evil. To protect their
1: money. To protect right. their money. And yep. this is what's going on with the Catholic Church, with the Republican Party, over and over again. I've said it before when money is speech, money becomes the only speech. Mm-hmm. And when you hear these senators talking about, uh, oh, we can't really do anything about guns, the money is talking. Right. That's all that's happening, and this is the same with the Catholic Church. They're not discussing anything about children, protecting children. They'll protect the unborn till the till the end of the eon, you know. But protecting children and ju- and seeking justice for harm done. No, we we have to protect the church's finances. Uh, speaking of church finances, far right <laughs> preacher Greg Locke, yeah, uh, who. Quote of the week last week was You cannot be a Christian and vote Democrat in this nation. Uh, Was uh, apparently several people filed complaints with the IRS about his church and said, you know, maybe he shouldn't have tax exempt status. (laughs) Well, on Sunday, he uh, went before his congregation and said, I met with my lawyer and I just uh, rescinded my tax exempt status. So, ha, 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 you can eat my dirty socks. Well, uh he met with his lawyer all right <laughs> his lawyer told him no nope. i'm sure his lawyer told him you're going to lose you're going to lose your tax exempt status uh you've been in the news you've you've crossed the line into preaching politics and uh-huh. these uh complaints there is a structure by which the IRS receives these campaign complaints they've received them and you're going to you the IRS going to take away your tax exempt so he mm-hmm. preemptively did what the IRS was going to do to him
0: you know what that reminds me of, Bluegail?
1: Jeremiah in his underpants.
0: Not just yet. It reminds <laughs> me. Of the, it reminds me of the Tea Party.
1: Yes, doesn't suddenly,
0: it? Suddenly, there is a there. There are just like like flowers after a uh, desert. Flowers after a storm. There's mm-hmm. suddenly hundreds of nonprofits popping up all over the place with with titles like "Fuck you, you can't have my money." "Fuck you, no <laughs> taxes for me. I don't believe in taxes at all. The government is the devil, and I won't give them a dime." And the IRS are suddenly flooded with all these requests for tax exempt status, non-political tax exempt status for all these organizations that are f- clearly political. Clearly they are are they rose up in response to the Kenyan usurper becoming president. Mm-hmm. And they those organizations were sent, some of them were sent like a one-page letter saying you're gonna have to clarify exactly why you're the purpose you're
1: a- of your organization. Yeah. Right.
0: And that became like crucifying Jesus a thousand times. It did. Times. The
1: la- the blonde lady went, went and cried in front of no Paul one. Ryan. <laughs> Paul Ryan,
0: you're my guy. I No one has ever been more persecuted than me as trying to cheat on my taxes in the name of Jesus. And and this was a thing. And of course, yeah. it was all bullshit. It was, and there were liberal groups that were equally questioned by the IRS. Yeah, and but sent since a one-page
1: letter. Exactly. Yeah. Please clarify. A, Yes. There wasn't
0: a giant "fuck taxes," I'm going to vote Republican movement um, on the left. Yeah. So there weren't a commensurate large number of people trying to pretend they were non-political advocacy organizations when they clearly weren't. And of course, this extremely reasonable request by a vastly underfunded and overworked IRS that was suddenly flooded with these requests was treated like the roundup. Uh, like like fugitive slaves being tracked right. down, you know, in the north by by Simon Legree, the lib the liberal left is using the IRS to tax to attack target their political enemies,
1: and it was an excuse to cut IRS funding for billionaires yeah. who wanted to elude yeah. taxation. Yeah,
0: and, and but it's always that it's always that they never back down, they never admit they're wrong, they never say I'm sorry, they never say I fucked up, they always say Our, my liberal enemies have are using this terrible canard. To to destroy me because I'm on the side of God and freedom. Now, Jeremiah, I'm going to read
1: from about Jer- Jeremiah's underpants.
0: I, I, I'm fascinated <laughs> to hear how this mixes in this, with the.
1: Well, this came came across my uh, screen this week uh, in that it was a Bible verse of the day in one of the books I have. And really, I swear, I've studied the Bible most of my life. Yes, and. And, you know, graduate of Divinity School, I went to Divinity School, I studied the Old Testament, New Testament, whole thing. I've never read these verses before this week. I was completely unaware of this story. Mm -hmm. And I read it, and it just jibed with the news of the week. And I thought, (laughs) oh, I need to share this one, because this Mm -hmm. is about Jeremiah's underpants.
0: Well, and for all of our atheist listeners who are perfectly free to scroll through the stuff that you know might bother
1: you, <laughs> oh, the, oh no, you are going to want to hear about Jeremiah's underpants. This is,
0: this is think, <laughs> think of this as a work of literature in which an incredibly good metaphor is being used. That's all.
1: You atheists are going to want to hear about Jeremiah's underpants. You,
0: you will. Trust hang me. Hang on for hang on for this.
1: <laughs> all right, uh, Jeremiah thirteen one to eleven. Uh, this is Jeremiah writing allegedly. And you know, I don't know if it's Jeremiah or not. I that's not what I'm worried about. I hear he was a bullfrog. So I don't know. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. Uh, God told me go and buy yourself some linen shorts. And what that means is an undergarment. Put them on and keep them on. Don't even take them off to wash them. So I bought the shorts as God directed and put them on. Then God told me, take the shorts that you bought and go straight to Perath and hide them there in a crack in the rock. So I did what God told me, took off the underpants, I, put, I hid them at Perath. Next, after quite a long time, God told me, go back to Perath and get the linen undershorts I told you to hide there. So I went back to Perath and dug them out of the place where I had hidden them. The shorts by then had rotted and were worthless. God explained, this is the way I am going to ruin the pride of Judah and the great pride of Jerusalem a wicked bunch of people who won't obey me who do only what they want to do who chase after all kinds of no gods and worship them they're going to turn out as rotten as these old shorts and i just thought about i just kept thinking about greg abbott <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that there here are these folks quoting scripture and prayed for this and God this, and I'm a Christian, I'm forgiven, I'm this, I'm that. And they're worshiping money. They're lying. Yep. Mm-hmm. The number of commandments that they're breaking
2: in oh, terms yeah. of
1: bearing false witness. <laughs> it's just absurd. Um, but I, I had never heard the story about the underpants in the crack before.
2: <laughs> the you dirty
1: underpants in the crack in the rock.
0: If ever a story cried out for underpants gnomes, <laughs> it's this story. It is this story. And I had never heard it either. And I'm never not quite it. the scholar. Never heard it. No. Never, not, no not the scholar not, you not are. Not
1: once. But,
0: you know, funnily, funny, your stanky underpants has never come up from the pulpit in any church yep, I've ever been to.
1: stank underpants. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Your rotten stank underpants. Uh, All right.
1: This is, this is a metaphor for the falling away from God and yes.
0: rotting well, away. A, yes. It's a metaphor for what hypocrisy and lying does to your soul.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Does
0: to your spirit, does to your, if you will, humanity. Mm-hmm. It turns mm-hmm. you into a hollow rotting monster. And that is what we are seeing on the right, shambling through the halls of Congress, running churches, stealing money, lying to people, and voting for all of it, voting with their yeah. eyes open. Yeah. Um yeah. rotting, shambling moral monsters who are eating themselves up from the inside.
1: Speaking of that. Yeah. Let's talk about Megan McCain.
0: Yeah, Mister Megan McCain. Oh, Mister Megan McCain. You might know him as Mister Megan McCain. Uh, he he runs this rag called the Federalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who he funds used to the be-
1: Federalist? By the way,
0: that's a that's a great question. I think out. it's the U lines. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that question was answered once and for all. Oh. Crackpot right wing billionaires fund fund the Federalist. And in case you don't know the backstory, Federalist is is piloted by a guy named Ben Dominic or Dominic or Dominic who uh, was all over MSNBC back when his very good friends Ezra Klein and Chris Hayes would put him on and say, you're my favorite conservative. You're such a reasonable guy. They chat and they go back and forth and they're like, bros, man, we're bros for life. This is bro stuff. This is a guy who got kicked out of the Washington Post, I think, for plagiarism Mm -hmm. and was writing a bunch of shit for foreign countries and lying about it. And just a generally rotten person. And But he's a bro, man. He's a bro. Come on. And so MSNBC very graciously rehabilitated this guy's career to the point where he got a regular gig on CBS. And then, of course, he married John McCain's daughter. And now he runs a completely deranged right wing rag that all of your favorite Never Trumpers used to work for until they suddenly discovered that it was a right wing rag and Tom Nichols quit in righteous indignation. Uh, and it's, it's a horrible place. It's a horrible, trashy place. And one of their stories today I thought was worthy of note only because of the response to it. So the headline is, from the Federalist, tragedies like the Texas shooting make a somber case for homeschooling.
1: Oh, man.
0: Yeah. And it was worth noting only for this reply from a guy named Sam Adler-Bell, who is co-host of the Know Your Enemy podcast, which I enjoy very much. Um, and his response is, don't ban guns, ban schools really is the perfect distillation of conservative moral and intellectual bankruptcy. Yep. Absolutely. They are well, they, absolutely they, more.
1: This idea that they, they would rather fund giving every school teacher a gun than right. paying school teachers to be there. Right. Well,
0: uh, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Uh, teachers are villains who want to teach your children Mm -hmm. to hate America and teach them CRT, teach teach them to be gay, teach them to be gay. um, And teach them that, you know, that America is not the greatest country in the world. And on Tuesdays and Thursdays and alternate Fridays, uh, they should be at the door in Kevlar with an automatic weapon, standing guard against the mass shooters that the Republican gun policy has unleashed on this country.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. They
0: are, they are victims and villains three days a week. And they are supposed to die like martyrs for Republican policies every other day. And my mom was a teacher. My dad was a principal. My sister was a teacher. Her her husband was a teacher. Everybody in my family, I taught school for a while. Um, and I heard um, progressively more and more of the town and the community and society's problems were being just shoved into the classroom. Here, I don't have time to raise my kids. You fix this. And this is the ultimate expression of that. I don't want to pay teachers anything. I want to blame them for everything, and I want them to stand in front of bullets flying at my kids. I don't have the balls to vote the people out of office who put those bullets in that gun.
2: Yeah,
0: and and that's and this really is the the bankrupt end of the conservative movement. There's mm-hmm. no place for it to go other than armed insurrection. Um, there's no place for it to go other than uh, an out and out fascist regime in Washington, which will be the last democratically elected anyone anyone will ever see. Yeah. And this is the time we're living through. So these are the Mm -hmm. challenges that we're being given. Um, However, in Michigan, I know of at least a few candidates who will not be on the ballot in the Republicans.
1: At least five. Oh, no. Really? At least five Republicans are about to be kicked off the ballot in Michigan, running running for governor. There are apparently 10 Republicans that want to run for governor in Michigan. And uh, one of them... Just announced that he was going to give $2 million to his own campaign, you know, and buy the governorship. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer appears to be uh, unimpressed (laughs) with these 10 Republicans, five of whom, it was discovered, have a total of 68,000 fake signatures Mm -hmm. on their ballot initiatives. Oh, no. Oh, no. I hate it when that happens.
0: Oh, uh, attempted election fraud? Are you kidding
1: me? <laughs> from those nice people? Fraud. Uh-huh. And signature gathering is one of the things that really uh, still connects candidates to actual voters. You have to gather signatures and they have to be 100 of them apparently have to be from different counties within Michigan. You know, Different states have different rules it, about how, how spread out they have to be.
0: If you didn't know this... Mm-hmm. Just wait for the second episode of Night Skies. That's all I'll say. <laughs> That's all I'll say.
1: Night Sky so. has answers to everything.
0: It does. And it's, it's a wonderful... We'll probably be touching on it in Science Fiction University uh, yeah. sooner rather than show. later. Because we both really enjoy it. Anyway, the That's problem we're old, with...
1: we're old people, Driftglet. We,
0: we identify with people that take prescription drugs
2: uh, in the morning. <laughs> have a
1: hard time walking outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So... Michigan GOP signature gate is going to, uh, as one commenter said, there are going to be fewer Republicans in the Republican clown car in Michigan. Oh no! Oh that's, no! We hate it when that happens. But that's more—that's
0: more peanuts for everybody in the car. That means more peanuts for everybody.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh I want to also um, say, rest in peace, Ray Liotta. Yeah. Who passed away in the past? Or Ray Liotta. Hours.
0: However you pronounce it. Ray Liotta. It. It's Ray yeah. Liotta. It is Ray Liotta. Mm-hmm.
1: And And it reminds me of something that you were telling me uh, earlier this week at lunch. Um, I don't know why. It, I think it's just because it's such a, a good fella's type name. Uh-huh. You're talking to me about this theory you have of Joey Tabula Rasa.
0: Yeah, Joey. Who's Joey. not a
1: real person.
0: Joey Tabula Rasa. <laughs> Joey Tabula Rasa. not a real person. Um,
1: something Griff a- made up.
0: No, I didn't make it up.
1: Oh, you didn't? I did
0: not make... No, no, no. No, no, no. This is a deep cut into the history, the mysterious history of the Republican Party dating back to to the before time. Actually, to the before the before time. It's ancient legend. Hmm. Once upon a time, there was a guy named David Brooks...
1: Oh, no, this is not a David Brooks free podcast riff class.
0: No, I'm sorry. It isn't. But, <laughs> but the subject is not actually David Brooks at the okay. end of the story. So that's why that's why I'm telling it in this sort of reverse order, mm-hmm. nonlinear, you know, um, <laughs> um, um, <laughs> the, the producers of a Better Call Saul, call me. I know how to do nonlinear storytelling.
2: I can't guarantee it's,
0: <laughs> it's compelling or anything, but I do know how to tell a story. So once upon a time, way, way back in the mists of time, there was a magazine called The Weekly Standard. Mm-hmm. It was run by a guy named Bill Crystal. that was funded into existence by a guy named Rupert Murdoch. The managing editor of this this uh, publication was a guy named David Brooks. He was the managing editor. He, they got him from the Wall Street Journal and he moved over there to manage the publication. And he wrote a, a, a fairly infamous story among the four of us who remember this shit, about a guy named Joey Tabula Rasa. Literally couldn't think of a better name than that. It's like, it's like Basil Exposition, you know? Yeah. It, it's, it's not, it, it was, it was hilariously stupid, but he didn't intend it to be stupid. David Brooks's understanding of America consists of him and his fellow beltway assholes, right wing assholes, jerking each other off on the Acela Corridor train going from New York to Washington and back again. That's all David Brooks knows about America. He doesn't know shit all about real Americans doing anything anywhere. But they have a lot of belief in what people should think, what blue-collar people should think. So David Brooks invented a character named Joey Tabula Rasa, into whose mouth he shoved all of his stupid opinions. What Joey did for a living, he was a college student, he, his political opinions were independent and unformed, he wasn't sure what he believed, but he knew that the people marching against the war were stupid and wrong and liberal, and lived in their own little bubble, and didn't really matter, and didn't really seem to be attached to America, whereas the people who were in favor of the war were patriotic, and the government was great at doing shit, really efficient, and really responsive to American needs, and by God, he wanted to be on that team, and that he knew that eventually, uh, the, the crazy liberals would fade into nothing because they were just talking to themselves and they were kind of angry and pointless. They were always protesting something. Who knows what they were protesting? They're always marching. The people on the right were responsible, hardworking, middle-class, decent Americans. And Joey wanted to be like that. And that was the invention of a completely fictional character by David Brooks into whose mouth he could shove all of his stupid opinions. Well, Joey Tabula Rasa has morphed over the years. He became what you call a tea party or later. Joey Tabula Rossa 2.0 became, didn't want to take responsibility for supporting Bush. Didn't want to take responsibility for all the shit he had talked during the Bush years. Didn't want to take responsibility for backing the Iraq war. So suddenly this kind of straw man has a funny hat and a Gadsden flag and he never supported Bush. What are you crazy? (laughs) You crazy, stupid liberals. I never supported Bush. That's a bunch of crazy talk. Now, now, this straw man, who I'm calling Joey, uh, is still believes everything Republicans believe. Still believes in cutting taxes, still believes this, still believes all the bullshit about guns, still thinks Barack Obama was born in Kenya, but he's not a Republican. Does that mean he might be responsible for all the shit he talked back when Bush was president? Can't have that. So Joey Tabula Rasa uh, becomes the teabagger and he becomes a useful lie that we tell people about what normal Americans are really like. And there were people out there like you and me and a few other liberals writing column after column going, there is no there is no Tea Party. It's a fake scam. It's a scam. These are just Republicans. They're just lying. And nobody would listen until one day, ironically, Joe Scarborough or Joey Scarborough, if you will, <laughs> and David Brooks, you know, the the David Brooks who's now over at the New York Times, both wrote within like a month of each other. Yeah, you know, these guys are just Republicans. Yeah, we've known it all along. They're just Republicans. These are Joe Scarborough saying, these are just my constituents. I looked at the TV. Oh, God, these are the people that voted for me in 94. These are New mm-hmm. Gingrich's people. Like, mm-hmm. oh shit, you mean the liberals were right again? So now we have a problem. What do we do with Joey? Well, Joey is now useful in the Trump era because Joey can now be put in an Ohio diner
2: mm-hmm. and
0: with a with a fork in his hand and have lots of rustic opinions about normal Americans and what normal Americans think about the coloreds. Oh, I didn't mean to say coloreds. I meant to say, Uh, people who aren't part of our neighborhood.
2: Mm -hmm. And the New York
0: Times and the Washington Post can go flooding into these diners and stick a microphone in in Joey's mouth and say, Joey, tell me all about why you voted for Trump. Well, I didn't like the tweeting, but you know what? This country's got to change. You know what this country needs? It needs disruption. And I just voted to disrupt the system because you know, both parties are terrible, but Democrats are worse. And that was the straw man for the Trump era. Now we come to the modern era. Same basic straw man. And now he's being reinvented by another guy named Joe, Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh has reinvented Joey Tabula-Rasa as Joe the electrician. (laughs) And Joe, literally, 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 he's just the electrician. I tacked on the Joe part because, you know, Joe the plumber, Joe the this, Joe the that. You know, blow me Joe is more like it. But Joe the electrician is a personal friend of Joe Walsh. And Joe Walsh will tell you, if you listen to his podcast off the top of almost everyone that he listens to literally He's in communication with literally thousands of Trump voters every day. Now, I don't know how that's physically possible. I'm in communication with a lot of them in Springfield. I listen to them on the radio, but I don't claim to know thousands of them, but I do know what they think and I do know what they feel. And Joe's here to tell you that the extremes on the left and the extremes on the right, they're the problem. And that Joe, the electrician will tell you to your face. He told me verbatim. He said, you know what, Joe? Um, I know that Trump was a con man. I know that Republicans are assholes, but Democrats are pussies and I'll vote for the strong man every time. And then Joe goes on to say, there are millions of people out there just like this, you know, just like Joey Tabula Rasa was 30 years ago. Millions of people. You can never find them. You can never interview them. They're they're truly, they're not in the extremes. They're not MAGA and they're not extreme left. They're in the center, in in that lovely center place, but they're leaning right because Democrats are pussies. And you know why? Now, now here's some salient facts. Joe works 12 hours a day. Every day, apparently, Joe's working 12 hours a day. Joe does not watch the news, according to Mr. Walsh. Joe does not watch CNN, according to Mr. Walsh. Joe does not watch MSNBC, according to Mr. Walsh. Joe does admit to watching Fox, but only sometimes. So he's not really one of those bad people. <laughs> he just doesn't pay any fucking attention to anything. And when he's not busy not paying attention to the news, he is off at work, so he can't do everything at once. Hard-working, normal Americans. Joe, Joe wants to emphasize over and over again, this is a normal American. This is a normal person for whom Joe Walsh swears that he speaks. Millions of them. Well, here's the thing. What Joe the electrician is mad at is that Jennifer Granholm, in an interview, laughed and said, this is just an example, laughed and said, well, if you didn't have, uh, if you had an electric car, the gas crisis wouldn't, wouldn't hurt you. Wouldn't bother you because Joe is spending a fifth of his salary on gas prices. And this is how Democrats are. They just laugh at him and tell him his his concerns are bullshit because they're all a bunch of fucking elitists who live on the coast. And Jennifer Granholm said this horrible thing, just as an example. And I, as your humble podcaster and blogger, went back and checked what Jennifer Granholm actually said. Jennifer Granholm had a long interview on CNBC in which she said, we are drilling lots we are doing everything possible to raise production of gas. We are doing as much as possible to uh, to liquefy nat- natural gas and we're doing electric cars because that's the future. We need to get off of fossil fuels eventually. By the way, there's 90% of the uh, of the land of leased land are not being used by the uh, gas companies, by the oil companies. They could do more they just won't. The Keystone pipeline is a fairy tale. It' would be 15 years till the first drop came down so that's not going to help us. So she gave a really extensive answer. To what Joe Walsh was lying about her saying, because he said all she ever all she said was I was, you know, I was saying through the voice of Joe, the electrician, this thing where she just laughed and said, well, buy an electric car. This won't be a problem. Well, that isn't at all what she said. So where did Joe, the electrician, get the idea? Because let me back up. Joe the electrician, I will guarantee you, if he really is working twelve hours a day and doesn't pay attention to news and doesn't watch television and doesn't see these things, doesn't have the first fucking clue who Jennifer Granholm is
1: mm-hmm. or no. what she
0: does couldn't or what her, her, out her policies her are, her out. and doesn't gave her know three
1: blonde pictures, he couldn't pick out which no. one she was. No, and he
0: couldn't, and he doesn't know what her policies are. Nope. He, he, she's a fighter, but he wouldn't know that. He just knows Democrats don't fight. Joe the electrician is very hardcore concretized opinions about democrats based on what? He doesn't watch the news, doesn't listen to blogs, he doesn't he doesn't pay Facebook. attention to anything. So Facebook. well, but he doesn't exist. Here's the problem. Mm-hmm. He doesn't exist. So, I did track down a 34-second clip of Jennifer Granholm taken wildly out of context saying, "Oh, and by the way, if you have an electric car, this this crisis really isn't a crisis for you," during a press conference. That 34-second clip was grabbed By the TPUSA asshole who works for Charlie Kirk. Mm -hmm. It went viral on Twitter, which I'm sure Joe the electrician pays no attention to, and was viewed 1.2 million times. It was then uploaded to the Fox News universe where it was beaten into the fucking ground. Now, who... Who is it that pays attention to what TPUSA does every day? Is it normal people who pay no attention to the news? No, it's fucking Republicans. Who watches Fox News and goes, Aha, Jennifer Granholm, she said this mean thing. Is it people who pay no attention to the news and pay no attention to anything? No, it's Joe Walsh. So Joe Walsh is doing exactly what he used to do as a right-wing hate radio host. When he was on Fox, he's gleaning the world. He's looking out there for one dumb thing out of context he can then take and amplify and say this one silly thing taken wildly out of context is what every democrat believes Mm
2: -hmm.
0: democrats refuse to fight for people like this and i represent millions of them so Mm -hmm. you should pay you should listen to me because my opinion will tell joe the electrician how to vote in the next goddamn election and it'll be joe the something rather than
1: my head
0: and the next time and the next time. And from David Brooks 30 years ago to Joe Walsh today, is a constant thing. They invent some Muppet. They find some little thing out there that will piss their listeners off and insist this is the entire Democratic Party and then get mad at Democrats for not fighting harder, for not messaging better. Why aren't you messaging to Joe the electrician better? Well, Joe the electrician is not real. Joe the electrician doesn't listen to news, according to you. I don't know where he would hear these speeches if he pays no attention to anything. I kind of think you're talking about Joe Walsh, and I kind of think you're talking about all the fucking Never Trumpers, and I kind of think all the Never Trumpers hate the left and really, really want us to be the 2014 Republican Party. End of story. Yeah. Was that too much?
1: No, that's fine. Thank you, darling. Uh, The Jesus Babies and Guns Lady in Georgia only got 3.4% of the vote drift class. But that doesn't oh. mean she didn't make the primary lit. The Georgia primary for U.S. Senate and governor, she wanted to be governor, I believe. Uh, Jesus, yeah. babies, and guns. And and a whole bunch of talk about, we worship Jesus and America belongs to us. And therefore, we'll govern Georgia.
0: <laughs> yep. She'll be
1: 3. back. 3.4% of the vote. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, she's got back. a career ahead of her. That's for sure.
0: She does. She's She's the next iteration of Katie Abrams.
1: Well, and that's that was my point, Um, not just Katie Abrams, but someone suggested to me on Twitter this past week about, wow, blue guy was really on the money. I had my doubts, but she was really on the money. These primaries are lit. Yeah. And I reminded him that I survived 2010 when we had Christine O'Donnell. I am not a witch. And uh, who was the other lady in, in Arizona? No, no. Uh, it was Harry Reid, Nevada. Oh,
0: in Nevada. In Nevada. In Nevada. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sharon Angle. Sharon Angle. Old. Uh, Sharon Tetris Angle,
1: bit. Second Amendment Solutions. Right. Angle. Yeah. Uh, running away from reporters at the end of her camp. Finally, just running away. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> she couldn't answer any questions about anything. And, uh, but they were both, you know, right wing nut jobs and uh, unqualified to hold office. And when you take that in 2010, that seems like the good old days because oh, yeah. you add Right Side Broadcast Network and Newsmax, and uh, you're you're pretty much taking Mentos and Coke yeah. <laughs> in large quantities and dumping it into a beaker, and you're going to have an explosion of no nothing bigotry. Well, and this come is come out of the Republican Party. This
0: is the actual marketplace of ideas, not the. Highfalutin one, yeah, where we're all going right. to sit around and, and debate nobly and civilly. No, this is a, the fight to see who gets to sell the, the shittiest heroin to the dumbest addicts, right out there, because that's where, and, the, money is. That's where money, the money is. And make money
1: and make money because yeah. we've decided money is speech. We've decided corporations are people.
0: And as we and talked with a, with w- one of our listeners last week at a restaurant, the ratchet only moves one direction.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and Driftglass, you were saying this morning that. The Democrats now have a a billionaire promising to invest a billion dollars. Yes, in the midterms.
0: Would you like to hear about that? Yeah, it's it's a news update, but I'd be happy to jump. Yeah, tell us about it now
1: because I have some more details about some something related to that. Well,
0: it's a Democratic billionaire. We've got him, Uh, named Sam Bankman Fried or Freed. He is a uh, crypto magnet, currency magnet. So I don't know if it's a billion dollars in dollars or a billion dollars in shiny turtles or a billion dollars in that's now worth $20. But Mm -hmm. at the moment, he's saying um, he could spend a billion or more in the 2024 election, which would easily make him the biggest ever political donor in a single election. He's Mm -hmm. 30 years old. He's the founder of a currency exchange, cryptocurrency exchange, FTX and said in a podcast interview released Tuesday that he expects to give quote north of 100 million dollars in the next presidential election and that he has a soft ceiling quote unquote of 1 billion dollars with his spending likely to be on the higher end if former Donald Trump runs again. So this and, is
1: for the presidential election not for well, the it's midterms.
0: The, it's the next election cycle. Okay. Um I don't know if it's the if if it's the 2022 uh, the 2024 election he specifies. Now, my advice to him because he and me are just like that. That's why we're no, getting those big not. crypto checks from, from him. <laughs>
1: no, we're not. Is
0: do not waste your billion dollars on one election cycle. Um, invest in building a genuinely liberal media infrastructure that will outlast one election cycle. because no one will off, listen
1: to it. It doesn't no, matter. I well, just, I have no, 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 no hope for that. You know, I don't.
0: I, I, I mean, building something. I don't care who listens to it. I want an infrastructure that will intimidate the mainstream media into actually doing reporting. Yeah. I want one that can because the only reason that that, that the, the mainstream press rolls over for Republican lies, that you have to pull teeth with these people to say Republicans have lied and they're lying right now. The reason that both siderism survives is that one side has a big old fucking club called Fox News. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. they're armed. I can't over, I can't yeah. underestimate how how. Terrifying it is that one of the political parties is armed with the teeth and calls the mainstream press the enemy of the people. The president of the United States, the former guy, called the press over and over again, kept them in the cages, rallies, and pointed them. To, They're the enemy of American people. That had a, that going back thirty years. Going back to Spiro Agnew mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. had an effect on what stories get covered and how they get covered. Absolutely. The New York Times op-ed yeah. page are just absolute cowards, yeah. and and they won't they won't report on the single most important story of our lifetimes. And I don't think uh, any liberal media infrastructure would get um, the kind of readers or listeners that Fox would, although an infrastructure would mean lots of different outlets. It would mean local radio would have two or three liberals in cities the size of Springfield on the air. It would mean radio stations. It would mean newspapers. It would mean think tanks. It would be the whole thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And with that kind of firepower bludgeon the shit out of the mainstream media and scare them as badly as they're scared of Fox news into actually pointing out the truth that's happening right in front of them. Right. Get get right. Chuck Todd fired and not replaced with another Chuck Todd clone. That's what I had in mind.
1: Uh, anyway, I don't know if a billion dollars would get Chuck Todd fired. I just don't think it would. I don't see how you would invest any money anywhere that would ha- make that happen. I'm sorry yeah. to be so negative, but
0: that's my job. Blue gal.
1: But what I wanted to point out is you, you know, having one billionaire say that about investing in elections on behalf of Democrats was enough to get you to walk into the kitchen to tell me that news. Yes. On the other side of it, I learned today that Ron DeSantis has 42 billionaires donating to his reelection campaign. Doesn't surprise me. They all live in Fort Lauderdale. You know, they yeah. all have oceanfront property. Well, and they're donating to Ron, they're
0: betting on the horse they think will win. And they're betting on the horse they think will one day be in the White House.
1: And White House can something. keep their taxes low. Right. 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 On the other hand, we would like to take a moment, speaking of media, to applaud mm-hmm. CNN fact checker Daniel Dale and his co-writer for this headline. Fact check. Herschel Walker falsely claims he never falsely claimed he graduated from University of Georgia. <laughs> He's lying about lying. Bravo. Bravo! And he had a bad week this week in spite of winning the Republican primary. I think that's one of the worst things that could happen to him because the oppo research on this guy is through the roof and we're only uh, starting to see it uh, brought to light. Um, But I don't think it really matters how much oppo research the Democratic Party has on Hirsch Walker. Every time he opens his mouth.
0: Yes. He makes no
1: he literally makes no sense.
0: That's the problem. They they have found a guy who they hoped they could train to say like nine buzzwords and shut up. And he can't he do taxes that.
1: Taxes low. Right. He can't
0: he can't do it. And so yep. what comes out of his mouth is either incriminating or gibberish. And embarrassing gibberish. I mean, Donald yeah. Trump talked a lot of shit, but it had a certain cadence to it. Th- this, the, the stuff that comes out of Herschel Walker's mouth is just nonsense. Yeah. And and it looks like he's shitting himself every time he says it because he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He's got that panic look on his face, like, uh, I know I was supposed to remember. The three branches of government. But let me well, talk about and, what I had to recognize And then he says that morning.
1: Donald Trump never told him that the 2020 election was stolen. Right.
0: Never told me that.
1: Never, he never, never told, told me that. Me that. Never I was. That. I spent $30,000 having one party at, at Mar-a-Lago, and he didn't tell me that.
0: Yeah. Yep. Again, maybe he is Joe the electrician. Maybe,
1: maybe, he, <laughs> maybe he, that's he, Herschel he, Walker. Maybe, oh, maybe wow. that's Herschel Walker.
0: I, I don't know because you clearly you just blew
1: he, my mind, Driftglass.
0: I, I blew a fuse. That's for sure because I used <laughs> Joe the electrician to install my electrical grid in my home. <laughs> and maybe, maybe, maybe Herschel Walker hasn't read a newspaper or seen news or been exposed to you know information at any point in the last I don't know twenty years. It's possible. Maybe he's been living in a bubble. But it, if that's not the case, that he's both utterly incompetent and the worst liar imaginable. And that's a very bad combination when you're sitting in front of a microphone, even taking softball questions. And, you know, and he could very well win because remember, Republicans are evil and they'll just elect anybody no matter how bad they are. They'll try. Mm-hmm. They'll try. Mm-hmm. And you want to shout out to Crew as well, do you?
1: Yes. Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. They've, they've uh, received the Secret Service records from the Trump administration under a FOIA request. And boy, oh boy. Donald Trump made $2 million renting hotel rooms to the Secret Service, not just for himself and his wife and his immediate family or people that were immediate family working in the White House. But uh, Eric and Don Jr., who were supposed to be running the family business, the, the Trump <laughs> Trump family business in New York, you know, that one Uh uh-huh. was supposed to be running that and uh, not not uh having Donald Trump interfere at all. No, Eric and and Don Jr will be running that separately. They got secret service protection while working in New York. Eric spent nights at Trump properties. Eric, not <laughs> This isn't Jared. This, no, isn't this isn't Jared. Jared and Ivanka working in the White House. This is freaking Eric. It's Eric. Eric ah! 8 times in the first year in office. Yeah had Secret Service protection staying at Trump hotels on the taxpayers' dime. And That's as crew, as Citizens for Responsible and Ethics in Washington reminds us, Trump traveled to Trump hotels and charged the Secret Service so often that the Secret Service ran out of money.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, it's, it's just another bank account he can drain. Somebody right. else's money he can steal. Right. And, yeah, Eric, it, break it down to your home level, your family level. Eric was staying in his dad's attic mm-hmm. and charging the Secret Service a bundle to look out for him as he slept on his dad's couch in his dad's attic. No, dude, you're home. You're in your home. This is your home. And your home is a Trump property and it's very well protected and you have nothing to do with it. You have nothing to do with it. You're off way over here running the business. But again, there's if there's another nickel to be squeezed out of the American taxpayers, to put in a Trump pocket, they yep. will, by God, do it every yep. single
1: time. Yep. And he, I'm sure, he just absolutely thinks of that as a victimless crime. We're just I, taking tax tax money, you know, just like tax my, fraud is victimless.
0: In my experience, ripping off the government is something that conservatives are proud of.
1: Proud
2: of, yeah,
0: because um, yeah. they put one over on the man. Except, yeah. dude, your dad is the man, right? Yeah, right. but taxpayers are stupid. They send money to the government. We don't do that these right. stupid people deserve to be ripped off. They're just and, stupid. And,
1: and all of the people on Twitter are Trump over over the years because, oh, well, you know, he didn't take a salary. Right. God bless him. He doesn't take a salary for all that hard, hard work he's doing. All that golfing he's DVR'd doing. Watching dvr Hannity and playing golf, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. He works so hard. <laughs> would, would you like <laughs> to do a, do news, a round? news
1: roundup? Let's do a news roundup, Glass. You go, after you. The biden continues just hours ago. Senate Democrats proposed and Senate... Republicans blocked a domestic terrorism bill that would have opened debate on gun measures after the deadly Texas school shooting.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Witnesses to the mass shooting at Uvalde Uvalde Elementary School report that frustrated onlookers urged police to charge into the Texas elementary school where a gunman's rampage killed 19 children and two teachers. There is an update to the story. Mm -hmm. The Texas Department of Safety has confirmed that the tactical team took approximately an hour to arrive at the school.
1: And did you hear about them putting one mom in handcuffs after she was so upset that they weren't going in? And they let her out of the handcuffs and she jumped a fence and ran through a window and got her kids out of the classroom yeah. and well, ran away with them?
0: That First of all, that sounds like every mom I know. That yeah. sounds like you. That sounds like my mom. That sounds like every mom I know. Yeah. Secondly, of course you're going to handcuff a mother because she's not armed. Right. But we're going to wait here behind the barricades until, you know, uh, the tank arrives. Mm -hmm. But this is, mind you, these are professional law enforcement officers who are afraid to go into a building, but the solution is either homeschooling or put teachers in Kevlar and give them automatic weapons. Mm -hmm. That's the Republican solution to this problem.
1: And hide behind preschool teachers and elementary school teachers who will save your children.
0: Yep. And they cut their salaries because they want to count. teach your children CRT.
1: Right. Yep. Horrible people. All uh, of them are horrible people. Governor Abbott cut the mental health budget last month of Texas by $122 million. Not not making that up.
0: But at least you can keep the lights on. No, he can't do no,
1: that No, he can't no. keep the lights on no. either. No. Uh, as wonder... I said, Jesus, you know, is not watching you vote Texas, but no. they he cannot fix stupid. No. And, and you if know you're what, stupid we have... enough to vote for Greg Abbott, you deserve to freeze.
0: And we have beloved people mm-hmm. in, living in Texas. Our, yes, our, we do. Our, our angel, our angel, or Tammy, lives in Texas. Mm-hmm. We do not hate the good people of Texas. No. We hate the garbage people of Texas who <laughs> keep doing this yeah. and who can't fucking get it through their head that this is a terrible thing and it's only going to get worse.
1: Trump said to have reacted approvingly to January 6th chants about hanging Mike Pence. The House committee investigating the capital assault has heard accounts of the former president's remarks as he watched the riot unfold on television. Oh, maybe they should hang Mike Pence.
0: I've heard of worse ideas. Hey, I'm just kidding. Hey, hey, I'm the president. I get to do shit like this. A New York appeals court has ruled that Trump, Ivanka, and Don Jr. must sit for depositions. The court ruled that President Donald Trump and his two adult children must sit for depositions in the New York Attorney General's civil investigation into the Trump Organization. So lawyer up, assholes.
1: Bet they plead the fifth. Bet they do. Ted Cruz stormed out of Texas school shooting interview. The Texas senator became irritated after, I believe it was a British journalist. It was. He asked them why mass shootings seem to happen so often in the United States.
0: Yeah, he he got all snitty and said, why don't you love America? Everyone loves America. We're freer than anybody. Yeah, but why does it happen here? And then he ran away because Ted Cruz. And yeah, he I, you know. I, I didn't stop running until he got to Cancun because that's mm-hmm. what a big coward Ted Cruz is. Uh, again, more trash people, more garbage people in Texas electing garbage people to the uh, U.S. Senate. Oklahoma's governor just signed into law a bill that bans abortion entirely effective immediately. This ban would also deputize private citizens, you know, vigilantes, to act as bounty hunters and sue friends and family and anyone else assisting someone else in getting an abortion. We assume that means helping them get out of state because who the fuck wants to live in o- Oklahoma after this law passed?
1: We love our listeners in Oklahoma. We're praying we do. for you.
0: <laughs> and we, we're, we're praying for you. And you're welcome here.
1: I hope I hope that, that there is as much of a backlash in Oklahoma as there was in Kansas to ruining the schools. Yes. Because you notice is- Sam Brownback is not governor of Kansas anymore after That's he true. fucked over the public school system. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Maybe we're finally getting mad enough to pay attention. I hope so.
0: Well, I, I can't get any more mad, but I hope other people are.
1: <laughs> yes, I hope we're. I hope there's a critical mass of people getting very, very angry. Mm-hmm. Jane Mayer adds one additional detail to the Clarence Thomas scandal. Thomas is the godfather to Clint Bolick's child, and Bolick's wife is the Arizona lawmaker who Ginny Thomas pressured to overturn the 2020 election in Arizona.
0: So. The Godfather. She, she, she da, literally da, got da, a call.
1: Da, 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 da. We're
0: watching The Offer, and yeah, so she literally got a call from the Godfather's wife, who's also right. a Supreme Court justice. Yeah, um, but you know, yeah. hey, Clarence Thomas is just a good old guy. I'm not going to recuse myself. Going to party down like the, the like the like the uh, founders wanted, and just everybody shut up and leave us alone. You know what? My wife can do whatever she wants, and my wife's business is none of your business and good god just garbage people all the way down um
1: so driftless there was a republican debate this week for illinois governor yes people who want to run against jb pritzker for governor good luck and uh one of them is named richard Irvin. yes he's the one that has 20 million dollars of right-wing billionaire ken griffin money backing his campaign Uh uh he had to uh Clarify some of his statements about get this drift glass, the issues that he got wrong during the debate. Oh no. Gas prices and taxes.
0: Oh no. (laughs) And and turns out he is a witch, so who
1: knew? (laughs) Who knew? Uh and then um the other candidate is a state senator who the one who sued Pritzker for mask mandates and so forth. Darren Bailey, um during the debate. Called the largest city in Illinois, which is Chicago, uh, a hellhole. And that will get you downstate votes sure. in a Republican primary, for yeah. sure. Yeah. You know, tell them tell those Chicagoans, you know, because Chicago is a euphemism for the black guy or the black the people taking all blacks. of our stuff. You know, the, mm-hmm. it's an absolutely bigoted term. But uh, several analysts said oh you know somebody should have given him better advice than to insult the largest city because in the if he wins the nomination which he may uh cook county doesn't forget statements like that no 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 <laughs> no no no
0: no, 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 no. So, no. yeah and there, there's just and there's just i I am i am thoroughly enjoying watching my governor just sit back and go these knuckleheads
1: yeah i don't know about these them? guys can you believe can, it yeah you believe these knuckleheads oh my god
0: And every day, and we're just going to repeat this on this podcast every time because this is what messaging is about. Our governor every day is tweeting out two or three times about women's reproductive rights being safe in Illinois, about the quality of living in Illinois, about the credit ratings of Illinois going up up six times since he was governor, since he was elected, the uh, the relative safety of Illinois, the fact that a quarter million people have moved into Illinois rather than fleeing Illinois in the last few years. and he just is fucking relentless. He just this is his messaging every day, and and Mm-mm. it
2: mm-hmm.
0: I, and you're always going to find you know like I do. I, I said before, um, I count four, five, six, and then the uh, uh, responses, and then come the trolls.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know
0: because there's everything is wrong and everything sucks, and I'm moving. Well, God damn it, move! I, there's like five states where you'd be right at home. You know, there's a, there's a bunch of sinking back into the pre-Enlightenment age asshole states out there that you would just love. So why don't you go there and be with those people? But it is quite a remarkable thing to see a competent governor of a great state using his pulpit to message the shit out of what's great about his state and about democratic priorities. I just, it's fun to watch it every day. And we we never miss a show.
1: It was... uh Earlier this month, Drift Glass, our governor, J.B. Pritzker, appeared at a microphone wearing a button that said, be like Illinois, trust women.
0: I tell you, man. <laughs> you know what, J.B., if you're listening, and I know you are. I know. I,
2: <laughs> no, he's not. I know you.
0: Oh, well, we know some people that work for him who probably are.
2: Yes. Or might okay. very
0: well be. Okay. And look, if you, you're already borrowing half of my material, and I appreciate that. <laughs> um, I'd be happy to write some stuff for you. Let's say pro. I'd say pro bono, but you're a billionaire. You can afford yeah. to fucking pay me. <laughs> you have
1: so much fuck you money. Come yeah. on, man.
0: Um, short, quick to the point. Um, although, here's the problem: you're gonna get reelected. Yeah. You really don't need my help. No, so really doesn't. He really
1: doesn't. Uh, he really doesn't. But, uh, there were two birthdays this week, just last that I want to point yes. out. One yes. is the first lady of Illinois. Yes. M. K. Pritzker. Yesterday mm-hmm. was her birthday. Happy birthday. And also, uh, our friends at Daily Coast. Daily Coast is twenty years old this week.
0: That's amazing. That's Happy amazing. Happy
1: birthday, Daily Coast.
0: And Star and Wars is forty-five friends. years old.
1: Oh, Star Wars is forty-five. Now that makes me feel old.
0: Nah, nah.
1: Yeah. Do you want to talk Here's about whole- lo- more about local wing radio, or did you say everything you wanted to say?
0: Oh, I, I have had occasion to run lots of errands in the last week, and I do listen because we used to have. Um, uh, one radio station that was broadcast on AM and FM. And there's a sliver of time in the afternoon when one of those, when that station would have a liberal on, guy named mm-hmm. Jim Leach, who's pretty good. He's a good Illinois uh, Democrat, good Illinois liberal, and he's a good talk guy. And he's also everywhere. He's, he's He does acting, he does voiceover, he does muni- the, the municipal, the, the Muni theater. Uh, he does trivia contests. So he's a very established local person. And then they took half the radio away from them and turned it into a, a popular music music venue. So there's just this one radio station. And because I run errands during hours when Mr. Leach is not listening, I do occasionally listen to what else is on there and really is just the sliver of time. Before him, it's like Dana Loesch and Sean Hannity and afterwards it's scumbags just as bad. It's just awful. That's why Joe Walsh, I know what Republicans think. I know what conservatives think. I hear it coming out of the fucking radio. I've heard it for thirty years, so um, their their radio ads really are just awful. Um, the 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 big one I heard this week was that the purpose of me running for the for the uh, governorship of Georgia is to make sure Stacey Abrams doesn't become governor and president of the United States
1: and president.
0: And you know, and, and then wow. the host the host obligingly asks, "Well, you know, she refused to concede last time."
1: How much da, da,
0: da. How do you have to win by to force her to concede? <laughs> and it really is, that fucking black lady is awful. How, yeah. how badly do you need to beat her ass to make her go back in line, get back in line? And it's just hateful, awful shit like this. And this is from a candidate for governor and a, a national talk radio host, just sounding like the worst sewer trash imaginable and and but you you listen at any point during the day to any one of these people's ads and it's always the same it's Joe Biden is uh is uh mentally ill and a coward and incompetent and in cahoots with the crazy left and the election was stolen some, some of them don't say the election was stolen some of them just say i'm deeply committed to election integrity unlike the liberals but you know they're they're all bad they're all awful and the subject of my podcast next week
2: <laughs> will
0: be that very subject, which is, if you do the math, figure out what percentage of the Democratic Party in the House the squad makes up. Mm-hmm. Then do the math and figure out what percentage of the Republican Party in the House make up the people who voted for impeachment. And then ask yourself, why is it that the squad is the Democratic Party? Yeah. According to all of our fucking allies, they've yeah. just run the shop. There are 2.7 percent of the Democrats in the house but the 100
1: percent of the Congress people that these guys masturbate to drift glass absolutely
0: and all I ever hear about <laughs> from our allies is what the squad is up to this week
1: yeah meanwhile it gives them a chubby that's why yeah
0: nine eight out of ten of these people who are on who are on the pro impeachment vote mm-hmm. uh, are quitting or up against the primary challenge, or have been yeah. redistricted, or whatever. Right. And none of our allies say, well, you know, these, this 4% of the Republican Party represents the entire party.
1: Yeah. yeah. No. No one so says like, Adam oh. Kinzinger represents the entire no. Republican Party. Right. They
0: say the problem with the Republican Party is that Adam Kinzinger doesn't represent it. Right. And so you can see where the both-siderism is coming from. But I'll have more statistics and math problems next week.
1: Drift class, would you like to make a comment about Beto standing up to the ridiculous press conference?
0: Uh, well, I, I was delighted. Uh, I was uh, thrilled. And I listened to, uh, you're going to hate me for saying this, but I'll say it anyway. I listened to Charlie Sykes lie about mm-hmm.
2: it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, heard, I, I, I heard, did too. I was in the kitchen at the time you were cutting carrots.
0: I heard him say,
1: yeah, uh, this week, you know,
0: because yeah. he's both sizing the issue. Yeah. Uh, your yeah. favorite. Never Trump, a big podcast, big, big network, big, you know, media company over at the Bulwark. They have 19 podcasts and 40 people on staff and they have a bunch of newsletters. And the host was saying, you know, on the right, you have Greg Abbott and on the left, you have Beto O'Rourke saying, God no, damn me. it, we're going to take your guns because that's the crazy left position. Except Beto O'Rourke never said, I'm going to take away your guns. It, Sykes repeated he this like two or three times. He,
1: he said AK-47s. He said really gonna, clearly. I'm going to take away your AK-47s. AR-15s yeah.
0: and AK-47s. Yeah. So, yeah. And Charlie Sykes knows that. So Charlie Sykes yeah. is lying about what mm-hmm. Beto O'Rourke actually said. Yeah. And then he turns around. And, and then I looked up, well, maybe maybe he's not mistaken. Maybe taking away, you know, banning these two weapons is a terribly unpopular issue. And only liberals believe in it. Oh, no, wait a minute. It enjoys what you call broad bipartisan popularity, support. Yep. which yep. is weird because Charlie is shedding all these tears for the good old days when we could find a way to compromise. Well, mm-hmm. you know what? All of Beto's ideas are compromises.
1: They are. But that does not- at least 60% of the American people, and many times 70 or 90%, support some of these measures. Absolutely. Yes.
0: And they're Republicans without guns, Republicans with guns, a lot of Democrats, et cetera. But- oh.
1: Well, I love I love the tweets from people saying I'm I'm an Eastern Kentucky resident who owns guns and mm -hmm. I want people to have to have lock boxes for their guns. I think that should be required. Well, that's a logical thing to protect them from kids. Of course, we talk about we talk about gun deaths being the number one cause of death. Uh A great, great many of those are accidental. Yes, they are. Because the guns aren't locked up
0: gun safety which is something yep. the NRA in the in the in the Jurassic period used yeah. to be all about responsible yeah. gun ownership safety, and safety right, and so on right, and so forth right. but the fact that Beto O'Rourke's actual proposals mm-hmm. are very mainstream and centrist and agreed upon by by the majority of Americans does not support Charlie Sykes' bullshit notion right. that the extremes on the left and the extremes on the right are the problem And he, like Joe Walsh, represent millions of people in the middle who just want a sensible, centrist, compromise solution to these terrible vexing problems caused by the extremes by both sides. And like, you know, these people only learned that Trump taught them one thing, which is that nothing can destroy the both sides do it lie. Right. And it will always be a safe place to hide out and rob people of their money By telling them lies they want to hear. Just like David Brooks was doing 30 fucking years ago.
1: And I want to do a shout out to those people attending uh, Phoebe Bridger's concerts this week. Mm -hmm. I believe it was in Tampa and there was another one in Texas. Uh, The Tampa one, the entire audience uh, at her request shouted out, fuck you, DeSantis. Um, And in the Texas concert, Mm -hmm. shouted out, fuck you, Abbott. So... Well, uh it's good to I, see young people. I hope they are all registered to vote. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope she's encouraging that as well cuz that mm-hmm. will make a difference.
0: I have a question. Uh-huh. Um which of our esteemed Beltway columnists would the first to decry the lack of civility at rock concerts. Civility
1: Roll at rock concerts. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's a good good idea. Remember back um, in the
0: good old days when it was just Black Sabbath and Aerosmith and everybody was so and so well behaved. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good old days. Those were good times. And
1: youngest child is graduating from high school a week from Saturday. Yes, she is. Uh, I'm a little broken up about it. It's just kind of hard to let go of all my little kids going off to um, college. All of them are going to be in school, post-secondary education. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Um, And she wants me to listen to the new Harry Styles album, which I listened to the first two songs for her, and they're not bad. That I will That's say, not bad. You know
0: what? I, I almost got through this whole podcast about swearing, Blue Gal, and now I'm going to swear.
1: <laughs> Goddamn Harry Styles. I don't want my daughters listening to that I stuff.
0: my giant foot down. <laughs> as long as you live under my... Oh, you're leaving? Oh, well, shit. Okay.
1: <laughs> as long as you're living under my roof, I'm off to the dorm. Yep. Yeah,
0: yep,
2: yep. yep.
1: Each week, we post to our Facebook page and website an internet kitty sent in by you, the listeners... This week's Internet kitty is another Merino sheep from Dog Faced Herman because I love sheep and I'm going to have this as the Internet pet of the week. Uh, Winnie, a.k.a. Marshmallow, she's expecting a baby.
0: Yes, at least one.
1: At least one. And she's very big and round and lying under a tree and she does not want to move right now. So go away. Yeah, go just away. she's going to sit here and be big and round. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked Doc based Herman because she seemed to have a tremendous fleece on her. Uh, when do they shear pregnant sheep? And they said they put it off forever because as long as they can, uh, for two reasons. One is, uh, haircuts stress the sheep out a little bit and they certainly yep. don't want to stress, uh, a sheep out that's going to have a baby in July. Um, And the second thing is, I didn't know this, but uh, lambs like to sleep on top of their mommies and snuggle in the fleece and stay warm that way because they don't have long fleece, so they snuggle. So uh, that is so sweet to hear about Winnie, a.k.a. Marshmallow. Um, And, of course, Winnie eats freshly poured, farm-fresh expectant mama sheep food, our fake sponsor. Whether you serve Pet Store Perfection or Dollar Store Dreck, Your expectant mother sheep will sit under a tree, calmly explain to you that she is not getting up, and demand that the food she eats, as she is eating for at least two, is only freshly poured. Freshly poured, freshly poured. Oh my lord, it's freshly poured. And you can visit Winnie. What a beauty she is. Mm -hmm. And she's going to be a good mama at our Facebook page or website. And you can send your internet kitty dog, sheep, Snake, whatever, send it to us at our email address, proleftpodcast at gmail.com, where you can also write to both of us. Feel free to write us. We love hearing from you. Be aware that if you write to us at any of our addresses, we reserve the right to read your email or U.S. Postal Service. Go Postal Unions. Letter on the air unless you say otherwise. Hashtag fire to joy. Don't forget our gourmet coffee guideline. If you can afford to buy an espresso-based beverage for yourself, buy one for us. This is not charity. This is our job, and we love doing this podcast. Approximately 1% of our listeners support this podcast with a contribution, and you can too. See our website, prolefpod.com for details. Our PayPal postal address information, it's all there at prolefpod.com. And yes, I have reached my goal of paying for my hearing aids. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Please share our show on social media. And if you love this podcast, send us $5. We would really appreciate that kind of feedback from you. Mm -hmm. And thank you. Hey, Drift Class, how are the Internet Kitties doing this week?
0: Well, Blue Gal, the Internet Kitties are thoroughly enjoying watching J.B. Pritzker throw shade all over Greg Abbott on Twitter. Hey, let's think about living. Think about lovin'. Let's
2: think about loving. Let's think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the poppin' and the loving. Lovey lovey, lovey lovey Let's forget about the whine and the crying, the shooting and the dying, and the fellow and the switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about life.
1: Professional F podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2022. DGBG Productions
2: Incorporated.